Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J., and in the studio with me today is Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm absolutely amazing. Thank you to everyone for joining us on the show. The, the, the show support has been overwhelming to us. Um, the, the people reaching out to us on Facebook and email and through the social media networks has just truly been overwhelming. Thank you. I'm honored to, um, to be here with you today. Uh, we, we know some, some of you take us onto your workouts. So that's exciting. That's exciting that people are working out and to, us. to us. So that means <laughs> I got to keep my energy up. Seriously. Um, we are everywhere. Connect with us during the show. We're taking callers today to be a part of today's show. 804-454-1366. To subscribe, greatpeopleshow.com. We put up the show as a podcast. Uh, every time we're done, it goes on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker. I think every week I find another site that you can put up a podcast. This is so cool. And, of course, YouTube, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, on Snapchat now, Kelsey. Yes. We're snapping, snap, snappers? Snapping. What do we What do we call that? We're snapping? I don't know. All right, so, Kelsey, you're a millennial. You teach me what Snapchat is. What is Snapchat? Um, it is. So you don't even know what Snapchat uh, no, is. I don't know how to explain it. As, <laughs> as the best description I have is another platform of social media, basically. There you go. All right. Well, we'll go with that. So today's topic, well, before I get into today's topic, the tagline of our show is your guide to greatness. Mm-hmm. And the reason people join the show, and I believe the reason that people stay tuned into the show, is because everyone is, is well, I shouldn't say everyone, but it's not everyone. A lot of people are looking to achieve more in their life, mm-hmm. uh, personally, professionally, financially. They're on a path to, to being better at something, to be great at something. Um, and as we were thinking about this show's topic, it occurred to me that we probably have at least five more shows wrapped up in this topic. And this topic is about overcoming adversity leads to greatness. This is not a question. It's, it's not a, it's not a, uh, if then statement mm-hmm. overcoming adversity leads to greatness. Uh, and, and, and this may be a controversial statement, but I think everyone that has achieved greatness in their life, that greatness came from adversity. Is that controversial to you? I think so. I feel like there's probably some of those few people are like, just they're great and mm-hmm. they didn't have to jump through any hoops kind of thing. Oh, But there's always exceptions to the rule okay. kind of thing. I feel like that might come into play. So here. if they, this is, this is interesting. If they never had to jump through those hoops, we're probably going to talk about some of those hoops in, in the show. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have to jump through those hoops, were they just born great? Was it just DNA? <laughs> um, nature versus nurture. Oh, okay. Tell us about that. What does that mean? Um, nature. It is in your DNA. Okay. Nurture, your environment that you grew up in, led to your greatness. Okay. So support structure, other people, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a level of protectionism, mm-hmm. uh, uh, giving a, um, a hand up rather than a handout, or mm-hmm. maybe both, mm-hmm. a hand up and a handout. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm sure there are some exceptions. I personally believe that there, if there is not enough adversity in your life, that it will prevent greatness. Mm-hmm. That it, it's it's the heat of the fire that shapes the iron. Yeah, it's challenging you. Yeah. What is what has been probably one of the greatest challenges that you've ever had to experience yourself? Like, what is what what, what maybe adversity have you been through that you feel like was the heat that helped shape you? Um, I would have to say. Uh, when I was about 10 or 11, okay. um, I was diagnosed with anxiety. And, and how did they diagnose that? It was kind of one of those things where I was too young. 
I didn't know what it was, but I, I knew I was, something wasn't right kind of thing. Okay. And, uh, talking to my parents about it and they were like, okay, this is, this is something serious. Yeah. It got to the point where I wasn't going to school. And how did that, um, how long ago was that? It's about 11 years 11 ago. years. So mm-hmm. 11 years, uh, later, how has this helped you actually be better? Well, definitely overcoming it. I have to, I have, you know, my parents would always say, you know, you got to go to school. <laughs> yeah. They're going to come arrest us if we don't send you to school. Yeah. But it, it kind of made me realize that I have to keep going, especially when I was so young and, and like I had to go to school. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just not go to school because it's really pushing you to do things that are uncomfortable. And at the time it was uncomfortable for me to go to school because that's where I had my first anxiety attack. Oh, wow. So at that moment in your life, you may not have realized uh, – or fast forward, you may not have realized what you had in you unless you went through that. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe we as people don't have a complete idea of what we have inside of us until we are facing some sort of adversity. Like we really have no idea. We, we've probably looked at some of these situations and wondered how did – how as I look back, how did I even make it through that? Yeah, I had no idea that I had that in me. Exactly, and at the time, it was kind of one of those things where I'm never going to be able to to function mm-hmm. in society like this. But I did. Well, I believe it's only through adversity we see the potential in ourselves mm-hmm. and we see our greatness. Uh, I heard this quote. I heard this quote this week. Every failure is a sea of success. And, um, of course, now that we're on radio, I just can't spew these quotes without giving credit. <laughs> I can't call claim to them. Uh, so I was on Google because I'm sure Google was going to tell me exactly who said this. And just to give proper credit, I found, I kid you not, a million quotes on this subject <laughs> of how overcoming failure leads to success. It, it, at some point, I think we should probably collect these quotes and just put them on a web page in, in, in one place for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clear to me that failure and adversity is necessary for improvement and greatness. Um, that adversity is going to expose to us what we're great at. Mm-hmm. Now, notice I did not say adversity will expose our weakness. Mm-hmm. I, I think we are probably more aware of our weaknesses than we are our greatnesses. Oh, yes. I just made that word up. <laughs> greatnesses, I do not believe, is proper grammar. But We're going to run I've, with it. I've never been known to have proper grammar in my entire life. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about the different types of adversities. There's financial adversity, mm-hmm. emotional adversity, physical adversity. Uh, mental adversity. I think there's also things like social adversity. And I believe people go through spiritual adversity. So when we come back from our break, we'll be taking some callers. If you have a, a, a story on how you overcame adversity and how it led to your greatness, we want to hear from you. Perhaps you're you're going through some adversity right now. Please call into the show, 804-454-1366. We want to talk to you. We want to hear your story. When we come back, we will talk more about how adversity leads to greatness. You're listening to The Great People Show. Caitlin and Brad had always seen their parents as boring adults, until their family stayed at the Omni Homestead. Once Dad went full desperado during horseback riding and Mom left them in the dust while hiking the Cascades Gorge, they learned to never underestimate an inner child. How might staying at Omni affect you? From hay rides to mountain biking, choose a different adventure every day with our adventure package. To learn more and book your next stay, visit theomnihomestead.com. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. 
Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie Course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie Courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for zip lining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Great People Show. We have our first caller with us today, Trish from Rocky Mount, Virginia. Welcome to the show, Good Trish. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Gosh, thanks I so much for being here. I have a confession to make. Oh, <laughs> confess. We love confessions here. I, my MacBook does not like Facebook Live broadcasts. Oh. And um, has decided that for the past two weeks. So I'm coming in kind of blind. I'm able to see a still picture of you and Kelsey, but that's about <laughs> no it. No worries. <laughs> Trish, we are your guide to greatness. So just close your eyes, <laughs> close your laptop, and just follow the light. Just follow the okay. light. So Trish, tell us, tell us about – we're on the subject of overcoming adversity and how it leads to greatness uh, tell us about your thoughts on this subject. Is is there something that um, that you've been through in your life that has led to you being much, much better? Or just, you know, t- tell us your story. Well, I think we have to define adversity as, um, you know, what are we defining here? Are we defining something that's just like a hiccup in a life, mm-hmm. that's a hardship that makes us temporarily uncomfortable? And I think uh, we encounter those, uh, if not on a daily basis, at least on a weekly basis. But adversity, are we talking about something that could be temporary or permanent, a situation that causes, you know, like grief, pain, frustration, yeah. or chaos, and it blocks us from our best qualities or our best production? And I think those are more rare circumstances, even though I think in our culture, we can define adversity so easily when it may not, in fact, be that. It may just be a hardship. But I think we've all had adversity. You know, I've had, um, uh, I, I, when I was 30, I lost most of my hearing, and that's a permanent oh, wow. situation. Wow. You know, so it affected um, maybe some of the goals I had. Mm-hmm. Um, it affected me musically. Um, you know, so that was adversity because that was a physical situation. Yeah, physical adversity. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And and not something that I brought up on myself or sought after. Yeah. But, um, Can I take you, you know, back just for a minute to a point that you're asking is, d- does, does, are we talking about the little things or are we talking about the big things? And my first reaction to your, 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 your question or comment was, it's all based on our point of view. Like when 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 we see somebody facing what they say is adversity, we may look at that and say, "Are you kidding me? Why you, you're 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 being uh, destroyed by that? Mm-hmm. I had that for breakfast, <laughs> right, right? And and um, it's all relative. Sort it, of. <laughs> it's totally relative. It's so it's so psychological on our part on what we consider to be adversity. I know people that have been through so much that it would debilitate the common person. But when you talk to them and you see the life they live and you hear them, it's almost like nothing's ever happened or it's not even happening to them. Their, their mental fortitude is so strong. Um, As someone had told us on Facebook earlier this week to this, to the subject, intestinal fortitude is so strong that nothing gets right. in their way. And um uh so I wanted to take I, w- I wanted to take us back to that perspective because I think we all believe that our situation is probably a lot worse 
than maybe it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the other side of it where it's not as bad as we think it should be. We don't right. give it enough credit right. and it catches up to us. It, absolutely. I, I mean, you see that with um, cases of people who are bound and determined to stick through a, a severely abusive relationship. Yeah. And they don't recognize that they're they're living in a dangerous and adverse situation. So yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. It can swing both ways. So, um, you know, I, I think that one of the things that we love to do for people when you know, we do like to talk about our difficulties and our because we're looking for comfort. I think all humans do that. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, when we're the receiving end of that, you know, when someone's coming to us looking for comfort, then sometimes we can't handle what they're going through. And we don't like to hear about difficulties. So we'll give them a cliche or or something with, that, that makes us feel better in the moment or, yeah. you know, quote a quick verse and... Um, we mean well, but, you know, I think sometimes um, we might need to just let them air their pain or let ourselves be realistic that this is not a good situation and it may not have an easy answer or I may never get this fixed to the way I want it. So we can function. Sometimes I think we chase the, the, the level of comfort that we want in getting everything to turn out the way that we thought it should yeah, when we control. are given some adversity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think your last segment on control and adversity actually go hand in hand. It's funny but, you mentioned um, that. Like we, we, we aren't doing this on purpose, Trish. I promise. We're not doing this on purpose. <laughs> okay. But all, all these things connect. And and if, right. and, and, and if you go back to our previous show, we were talking about blind spots. What what do, what do we not see that other people can see? We've already talked right. about that in, in, in this conversation with you. And the role that you're talking about is uh, is an important element to this. Is it, it, it doesn't have to be our adversity for us to play an important part in, in someone else's uh, adversity. So, so we get right. very, uh, in many cases, blinded by the emotions of the situation. But if we have a friend or family member or anybody that's close to us going through adversity, what I hear you saying is um, – Throwing the, 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 the quote or the scripture at them and telling them everything's going to be okay probably isn't good enough. If they are that close of a friend of ours, sometimes we have to step in and say, uh, I'm going to work on this with you because you need somebody. You, you, you aren't seeing some things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but sometimes people feel like that adversity just kills off a part of who you are forever. And right. and if you don't have the right person in your in your life to to work through this adversity, uh, you bury it so deep inside you that it does it does cause something to go away forever. And it takes a person right. like you, Trish, as a friend or family member, to make sure they don't do that. Have you have you been in a situation before where you've had had the courage to to step into someone's life and make sure that they weren't uh, messing this up because they were so clouded by this adversity? Absolutely. And that, you know, you do have to have courage. And you also, that is a huge risk to be willing to go to that person and and understand that they are going through adversity and also tell them there's not a quick fix, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And sometimes they are so clouded that they, they give, you know, the other segment that you talked about giving up, they give up when, if they had just been able to push through. Um, I, it would have been so much better, but instead they didn't, and they ended up choosing a situation which now is much more lifelong adversity than they ever would have had had they just pushed through a little bit harder. And they did not receive that message well. They, yeah. You know, that the receptors were not – and so sometimes you can take that risk in sharing that with someone that you love and care for and you can see what they're going through. But that doesn't mean they're going to receive it, and Absolutely. and uh, they may completely act the opposite way. And you know, because sometimes people just want to not have to deal with it, deal with any adversity. And, you know, they, we just live in that culture that says, you know, God's got a plan for you, and He does. But um, you know, I think of the Apostle Paul. Uh, you know, not to get biblical, but no, go ahead. seriously, you know, he was. He was like, um, I've learned to be content, 
but he didn't say I was content because everything got fixed in a right. jiffy. It's a society you know? we're in now, so, isn't it? I mean, the society right. that we're in is, and thanks to social media, we are painted a picture that everything should be absolutely perfect. And well, if that hiccups at all. Social media is true. You, yeah. you know, I, I, I guess I could just say that real quickly that, you know, we, we love to cast out these memes and soothing quotes and, and <laughs> you know, like um, the only person that's responsible for your happiness is you. And, you know, and, and if that's true, then we have no responsibility to each other to, you know, make sure we can pull the best out of each other. Yeah. I mean, and if we're not supposed to have a diversity, I mean, like if you touch something, if you touch a hot burner on a stove, your brain sends a message, right? Oh, yeah. Your finger. It says, you're getting burned. <laughs> your body is getting hurt. Move. You know, you need to remove your finger. Yeah. You need to take action. Well, if we didn't go through some damage and or hardships or adversity, I think that's it. Or if we don't allow ourselves to be honest about it, about what it is, yeah. you know, and that there aren't a lot of quick fixes. Well, Trish, but, thanks so much uh, for joining the show today. Uh, I just, I firmly believe that the words you've spoken and the comments that you've made are laying on someone's heart right now that's dealing with something um, that can't see it as clearly as you see it. So, so thanks for joining the show and, and putting this out there. We really appreciate you being here. Well, thank you, JJ, and I look forward to hearing the show again when it gets on Spreaker. Sorry about my Facebook Live. It'll be here. <laughs> It'll be here. Me. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. You guys have a great day. Thank Thanks, you, Trish. Too. So uh, b- before Trish came on the call, and I'm going to tie in something we were, we were talking about with what Trish was telling us, um, is financial adversity. What Trish was talking about was probably as much emotional adversity, but uh, when we have financial adversity – and this, this message right now that I'm going to lay out there is really if you're a parent to anyone under the age of 20 in the year 2017, this is critical right now. Our children have it too good. I'm a parent. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And I frequently say, I'm taking too good a care of them. <laughs> I'm buying them too much stuff. They're getting too much stuff, right? They have it so good. Mm-hmm. There is not nearly as much financial adversity in our world like there used to be. Uh, and that's in the world. Like if you look at statistically the financial health of the entire world's population, it's gone up a little bit. There's still massive di- diversity between that, between the high and the low. But all ships have risen financially across the world. We have a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. I'm not minimizing the problem. But if if we want – our children to grow up understanding what it's like to have to work for themselves and work hard. They have to experience some sort of, in their own mind, financial adversity, which means we just can't keep throwing money at them and buying them all these things. My mm-hmm. dad bought my first car at 16, but I paid him back. Mm-hmm. He was the bank. <laughs> I paid him back. And I can tell you right now, if I didn't make a payment to him, he was going to repossess the car. And he never did because I always paid him. I had a better shot at keeping my car just by going to the bank because I know the bank would give me a couple extra months if I had to. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to talk more about this financial adversity thing. Um, going to Facebook. If you want to call and be a part of the show, we want to hear you. We want to hear about your stories. 804-454-1366. You are listening to The Great People Show. Caitlin and Brad had always seen their parents as boring adults, until their family stayed at the Omni Homestead. Once Dad went full desperado during horseback riding and Mom left them in the dust while hiking the Cascades Gorge, they learned to never underestimate an inner child. How might staying at Omni affect you? From hayrides to mountain biking, choose a different adventure every day with our adventure package. To learn more and book your next stay, visit theomnihomestead.com. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same.
Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie Course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie Courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for ziplining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie Course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie Courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. All right, you're listening to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and in the uh, studio with us here is Kelsey Bridges as our co-host. And we're talking about how overcoming adversity leads to... How overcoming adversity leads to greatness. Greatness, yes. And we're talking about how as parents we have to be very careful about giving our children too much. Because if you don't experience enough adversity... When you do experience adversity, you're going to be in trouble. Um, I was reading a book recently that was recommended to me, and uh, I, I read constantly. But I try to make sure that we have original thought here on the show, but I can't let this one go. This is too good. <laughs> it's, it was actually our, our producer, Asher, that recommended this to, to me. It was a Malcolm Gladwell book, which uh, he's written many, and they're all great, called David and Goliath. If you haven't read the book – Read the book because he talks about this financial adversity, about uh, a multimillionaire that uh, came from nothing, came from absolutely nothing. And that's what propelled him into financial greatness. And then he has children and his children come into the world kind of halfway into that pathway of financial greatness. So they are so far beyond the point of view that their dad had, that he realized in reflection, I never did enough to give my children an idea of what it's like to have to overcome all obstacles. And to me, that that was just the perfect example on why I said earlier in the show, adversity is a requirement for greatness. Now, that doesn't mean you go out and you, you screw up your life just to overcome everything. Um, but I firmly believe if you never see yourself as the underdog – you'll probably never become great. That's a strong statement because to your point earlier, you said there's some exceptions to the, to, to the rule. Mm-hmm. But I think we really need to consider being the underdog. And something else that Trish said um, earlier um, was about how if you are surrounded by people that aren't fully aware of your situation and you're not fully aware of your situation, then you could be missing something. And um, I, this ties into something else that was in the book. So here's a quiz for you, Kelsey. Oh, which countries are the suicide rates higher countries in which more of the population is happy or more of the population that's unhappy, which country has the highest suicide rates? Okay. I feel like I kind of cheated. I don't know if this is right. But as a psychology major, we've talked about this before, and I think the suicide rates are higher in the countries that are most happy. The suicide rates are higher in countries that are most happy. And it's because if you're in an unhappy country and you're unhappy, you fit in. 
and the suicide rates are lower. I'm simplifying this a lot. Yes. Any but, psychologist or, or, or scientist out there would probably want to call in and give me a hard time on this, but let's, <laughs> let's not get too crazy. But if you're surrounded by people that are happy and you're very unhappy, that drives more people into suicide. Mm-hmm. And this really affects our ability to accept adversity, I believe. Um, we have a caller. Will Wright's calling in to us today. Will, welcome to the show. Hey, JJ, my man. How you are, are the you? man. Good to hear you. Thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Likewise. Absolutely. No, I just, um, the, the topic here today really resonated with me. I haven't actually had a chance to hear all the comments made already. But, oh, your comments uh, count, Will. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, I was just kind of, I've let this question just kind of roll around in my brain since I saw you uh, post it the other day. And um, I mean, I think it's really, really a matter of perspective. I mean, I, I, adversity in me is, is, is an opportunity. I mean, it's, it's a chance to grow. It's a chance to, you know, so again, even the idea of thinking about, you know, how do we overcome adversity? Like, I, I, I think it's more of a, a, a mind shift than anything. Like, yeah. I, I don't, the way that question is phrased already has me thinking like, oh, God, you know, how do I overcome this thing in front of me? Like, oh, woe is me, boo-hoo-hoo. But instead, <laughs> if you embrace that challenge and it's like, hey, wow, like, thank you, God, I, I get a chance to, you know, I don't know what this is or, or what you're doing, you know, right now in my life, but just seeing that as a way for, you know, for you to learn, for you to grow, for you to, you know, just build upon something. Um, yep. I don't know, that's, that's, you know, I mean, my, my, my personal life, it just, it comes up all over the place. I mean, I work with, with so many clients where I see that, and I see that, you know, that uh, that mindset. And for me personally, as, as a Spartan race athlete, every every race, every challenge, everywhere I go is something, it's something new. I can look at that as, oh, my God, this this bucket of gravel is too heavy, and I'm too tired, and I have too, <laughs> too many burpees, and boo-hoo-hoo, or it's, whoa, man, this is, this is such an amazing opportunity. Like, look how beautiful these mountains are. Like, I'll never get to see this, you know, probably again in my life. And yeah. here I am. Like, this this is a new day. It's a gift. It's a chance. And yeah, this is gonna this is gonna hurt and it's gonna suck for maybe a bit. But once I get through this, I'm gonna be you know turbocharged for the rest of my day. I'm gonna feel you know great about that sense of accomplishment of, of overcoming that challenge. And you know now I'm stronger. I'm I'm faster. I'm learning. I've learned something about myself and you know, able to, to take that and, and share it with others. Yeah. So. This reminds me, uh, well, this reminds me of one of the comments we had on Facebook on this, uh, on this question from Aaron Hilton. And uh-huh. I'll, I'll just read his comment. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earthquakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah. Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and says, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. <laughs> oh, that's great. And how often, how that. often, how often do you, do we, do you look at adversity that way? I think my my first instant reaction is, <gasps> how am I going to do it? What's going to happen? All the negative stuff. Mm-hmm. But what you're yeah. saying, Will, is we have to train our mind to immediately identify the situation and say, what am I going to get out of this? How am I going to win here? Exactly. Exactly. Right there. Like how, if you give in already, you know, with that mindset of, oh, you know, yeah. man, this this thing stinks. We've all been through tough stuff. I mean, I can you know me, um, JJ, you know me really well. Yep. So I mean, I, I can, it's. I heard the, the last caller make a comment about, and I think she was spot on. Like no one, no one really wants to hear about all of your problems and all your issues and all your <laughs> challenges and things. Like you, I've heard it said, talk more about your blessings and your burdens, and and life will go well for you. Yeah. Like it's really mm-hmm. all a matter of, of focus. And if you if you focus on all the things that are wrong in your life, and you focus on all the things that maybe you're you're perceiving um as adversity, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hit challenges every day and life will be really hard for you. But if instead you choose to pick your head up and look at that as, whoa, like what you just said right there, thinking, you know, it's an opportunity to win. Like what am, what am I what am I learning here? How am I growing? How am I improving? How am I you know, how am I bettering, you know, myself and the world around me through this? Like instead of um yep. You know, again, just choosing to, to dwell on the negative, like that's just, that's not a winning strategy for anybody. No, sir. So no, sir. I think we, we all, you know, we all go through all these tough things, whether it's, you know, a layoff or a breakup or, a, you know, uh, just relational issues, financial issues. You know, I've been through all those things, but those aren't fun to, you know, to, to focus on and really to, to share a lot. Like, again, I, I learned and, and grew through all those experiences, but, you know, what I, what I learned in all that too, like we, 
we're all just amazingly resilient creatures. Oh, we're built that way. All got. Yeah. yeah, we are we are built with resilience, but there is that that first huge barrier mentally we have to overcome to almost tap into that resilience. Yep. And and we're wired that way. We're wired for um, survival. We're wired for wired for comfort. We mm-hmm. like things to be easy, and if it's comfortable, like we don't like things that you know impede yeah. upon that. And all of a sudden, hey, whoa, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't expect this this thing to pop up, and this is making me uncomfortable. And now I've got to step over this or around this or find a way through and and that's causing me some discomfort and I don't like that you know that's that's kind of a typical mindset I think yeah, but, it is. You know, again you just said you're absolutely right we've we're all resilient and it's like we're not even aware of it it's just whatever comes at you I mean yeah um Nat fam I'll throw another I, quote I, at you will Nat fam on Facebook ahead. just said what doesn't challenge us doesn't change us oh yeah I love that quote. that's a great one yeah. way to go Nat just in time. Well, well, thanks for joining the show and your input. Thanks for the words of encouragement to our audience. We really appreciate you joining the show. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, JJ. Appreciate your time, my man. Go get it, brother. Go get it. Thank you. So when we went out to uh, Facebook this week on this post, a couple of our, our, our callers have mentioned that. So they're reading the Facebook posts and then calling into the show because this is the people's show. This is an interactive show. Almost half, and, and I think actually there were some more comments this morning, over half, about half, when, when posed the question, how do you overcome adversity, mention their faith in God. It mentioned a faith in something bigger than themselves. And I think that's where sometimes that social, or excuse me, the spiritual adversity can kick in, is if uh, we don't believe in something bigger than us, but we think there could be something bigger than us, it creates a lot of uncertainty in our life. Now, in, in full transparency here, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. It's helped me through tremendous things. I know uh, not everyone believes in that. That's cool. Um, But just know that half of the folks on Facebook, that has gotten them through that adversity. Mm -hmm. That's a very powerful force. And and I think tied into the faith thing, if we're not believing in something else or if maybe we're believing too much in someone else, that causes us to dwell in our own selfishness. Because then we have to rely completely on ourselves. And we know we are flawed. I know what my flaws are. Mm -hmm. There are moments when I know when I can believe in myself, and there's moments where I know I should not believe in myself. (laughs) And there's moments where people believe in me, and I don't believe in myself. Mm -hmm. Kelsey, you said you had a story that um, you had heard. Got a couple minutes before we go to break. What's what's that story you wanted to share on adversity? Yeah, so um, one of my psychology classes that I just finished up uh, last month in May was um, one of the topics that we were talking about was basically overcoming adversity. And there was a case study done on this woman who had lost 12 family members in a matter of two years. She had lost brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, her mom, her dad, and all from different health reasons, they had cancer or a heart attack or anything like that. But the story is she never became depressed. She never became so sad that she she never became suicidal. She never felt like that she couldn't overcome it. And like we were just talking about, she really talked a lot about her faith and how that helped her a lot. Mm-hmm. But how she some people just can overcome it. When you think when you think that's the textbook definition of someone who would give up, but she didn't. So it's just it's so interesting to see one how People, how different people handle it, like we were talking about in the Facebook comments. Yep. But and that, that does tie back in tremendously to all the Facebook comments. Uh, so many people used relying on on other people. Mm-hmm. Trish talked about it. Will's talk. Everyone's talked about it. If we have the right people around us, um, uh, I especially saw that on the LinkedIn post. Scott McRoberts shared that with us on LinkedIn. Um, Brandon Robinson, who's been on the show before, shared that. Um, his comment, adversity is very, very rarely unique. So one of my frequent starting points is finding someone who's been through something similar. Scott said, when I'm facing something that is difficult or seems impossible, I look around until I find someone else who's conquered a similar challenge. Those are the mm-hmm. absolute best people to talk to. Be a part of the show. Call us at 804-454-1366. You're listening to The Great People Show.
Caitlin and Brad had always seen their parents as boring adults, until their family stayed at the Omni Homestead. Once Dad went full desperado during horseback riding and Mom left them in the dust while hiking the Cascades Gorge, they learned to never underestimate an inner child. How might staying at Omni affect you? From hay rides to mountain biking, choose a different adventure every day with our adventure package. To learn more and book your next stay, visit theomnihomestead.com. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for ziplining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. All right, welcome back to the Great People Show. On the line is Keith. Keith is on a train to New York City. That sounds like a movie title. Keith, welcome to the show. Morning, JJ. How are you? I'm good. How many How many people are you? Are you in like upper class? Where are you at? Are you in the front? Are you yeah, driving I'm the train? I'm, I'm in the caboose, brother. I'm on the back of the train. Right <laughs> I love it. Keith, t- looking t- out the back window so I can find a little quiet time. All right, well, we appreciate you joining the call here today. Tell us about adversity. What's your uh, What's your experience about overcoming adversity in your life? What's your story? Well, you know, I, I'm. You know, for me, I really think uh, overcoming adversity is for me has been kind of a learned thing. Uh, you know, it's taken a lot of years, a few good decisions, and a whole lot of bad ones along the way to get mm. to the point where I am and, uh, as it comes to you know dealing with adversity and. You know, most, most recently, I think the, the biggest challenge that, that I've faced has been on the professional side. Uh, January 19th, 2016, the company that I've worked for, we're a small family-owned, third-generation business, uh, 91 years, and our 50,000-square-foot facility burned to the ground. Wow. And, yeah, yeah, took the whole building out. I think, you know, really when any adversity, tragedy, whatever uh, happens, you know, uh, automatic, human nature. You know, you're, you're going to feel, you, you, there, you know, there are all the un, unanswered questions and uncertainties, the, the fear, the guilt, the whatever, you know, I mean, all those emotions that pop up. And in that moment, um, whenever it happens, I, I have a choice. I'm presented with a choice at that time. Yep. And I can either choose to, to wallow in it, you know, and just, just roll around in the mess of negativity. And at and, and that very moment, I become useless to myself or anyone else around me. Or I can move forward. It doesn't mean I don't deal with all the feelings behind the adversity. Yep. It means that I, you know, I suit up and I show up. I get up out of every, you know, it, and that's really what we did where I work. If you know what I mean, it's Edwards, Virginia, Smokehouse. I think some of your listeners probably know. It. Yep. Um, but you know, day one of the fire, we were already putting a plan in place. Good for you. Um, I was actually in San Francisco, thousand miles away, working the show. When, when I got the news, and once I got over the initial shock, um, you know, that, that, that for me, what I had to do was reach out to my fellow employees mm-hmm. and say, guys, look, I know this is a wicked situation that we're dealing with, but we're presented with this choice. We can wallow in it, or we can choose to go the positive route. Yep. We sit up and we show up. We wake up every single day with a purpose, trying to do the next right thing, and be, be of service and support to the family, to each other, to the common goal that we have, which is to come through you know, better on the, regardless of what happens, we're going to come out stronger and better on the other side. And in, in that moment, when you were um, kind of rallying the troops and, and you were speaking this to people, uh, what gave you the, the courage to overcome your own emotions just to be able to do that? Like, how did you get that done? Well, again, it was a learned thing. You know, it was some of those bad decisions earlier on in my life where I chose to wallow around in it. 
and you know to just uh, it's just such a negative place to be and and again I said it before it's a completely useless place to be mm-hmm. and over the years I mean you know that was the most recent one there have been other things that have happened you know throughout my life uh, good bad and different yep. and in every single case I'm still presented with that choice how do I react to it or how do I act in you know at the end result of that event so and in, you know, in a I way, look at every uh, what I was going to ask real quick, in a way, because you mentioned that you'd made, you've said this a couple times already, you've made a lot of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And when you were faced with this situation, this was just another one of those decisions that you needed to make. And you knew what not to do. And yeah. it, and you, you had that, you, you had to go through that, Keith. You had to go through all those bad decisions to know what to do right, didn't you? Exactly. Exactly. It's an absolute growth opportunity, you know, whether it's personal, whether it's family, whether it's professional, whenever any of that stuff goes on, you know, it's in that moment. What choice do I make? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I don't go back and revisit some of the, (laughs) you know, because it's always fun to stick your toe in the water self-pitying while around for a while. It's (laughs) just to, to, to float around in it for a long time does me no good whatsoever. And when I, when I see other people going through stuff, you know, it's about, you know, that's my opportunity to reach out and try and be a service to them. Yeah, that's you, one thing that I do when, when I fall under that portal, I have to reach out and find somebody else. Do you ever feel like that um, the most common decision in times of adversity is just not to make a decision, just to kind of freeze? I, I think about this situation uh, that you're talking about with the, the fire where most people are probably so stunned, they're just looking around for someone else to, to, to make a decision for them because they don't know what to do. It, did that? I'm curious if that happened in that situation where people were just frozen of fear. Uh, and- there were, yeah, a number of people were, you know, and, and I think it comes down to that, that, you know, that human instinct, that, that fight or flight. Yeah. And, and most people, um, and even myself, you know, those were those bad decisions where I chose to flee. Yeah. And run away with it, you know, run away from the situation, ignore the situation. Oh, it won't be there tomorrow. You know what? It's still there because I haven't dealt with it. And for the folks that are that are listening to the show today, because I, I can just tell by the story and the way you talk, Keith, you've got um, you've been successful because of uh, the experiences that you've been through. In in a way, you've uh, you've cleared the path for many of us on how to make better decisions. And um, if you're speaking to someone in their twenties or thirties, and they're just now starting to face some really big adversities. What would, what advice would you give them at this point in their life and their career to make those best decisions? You know, for me, for me, it's about waking up every day and 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 making that making that decision. You know, I I I'm presented every day with an opportunity to make a choice mm. on how I want my day to go. Um, we're still, I mean, I'm you know, we're still in litigation with the insurance company over all this. I wake up to this stuff every single day. Mm. You know, it's still going on. But if all of my energy is focused on that, I will never move forward. There is no way I can move forward. So I have to find, you know, I've been able to find something that I can work towards, a common goal with with my coworkers or, you know, if it's a family situation, common goal with my family. How mm-hmm. can I be of service to those around me? And we're not, when I get out of that, when I start, when I, when I get out of my own little selfish head, <laughs> which, which isn't easy to do no, sometimes. It's common. Yeah. Cause it's, but, but when I get out of my own selfish place and realize, man, there's, there's really, most times when we face adversity, it's a situation that's completely beyond our control. It's true. And, and, and most people when, you know, they have to, one, they have to accept what's going on. Yeah. You know, accept the feelings. It's okay to feel mad, angry, sad, frustrated, fearful, whatever. Those, those are normal human emotions. Yeah. But I got to deal with them. Yep. And for me, the best way to deal with them and to move forward is, you know what? You keep plugging up. You, you, you keep plugging. You get up every day. Think about what your purpose is. It's one foot in front of the other. It's, it's not rocket science. You can either. And I think. Sorry, I didn't yeah, mean no. to interrupt you. You can either run from it. And keep running from it and keep running from it every single day for weeks or months or years, or you can just face it. Fight or flight. Yeah, that's it. Keith, thanks so much for joining the call. Thank you so (laughs) much for taking time out on your journeys to New York City 
Uh, we appreciate you being appreciate part of this. It. Thank you. Thanks, Keith. Yeah, thanks. You guys have a great day. You too. You too. Take care. So we've heard a lot of things today, and the common denominator is surrounding yourself with the right people. And I just thought about this, and this also comes from a comment that Nat Pham just made on our Facebook Live feed of the show about tapping into the universe and the divine. And I, I think his comment is profound, and I'm going to launch uh, – I'm going to use this to launch into my motivational monologue here at the conclusion of our show. Nat says, unfortunately, most of us don't – tap into that divine until there's adversity. We wait until the moment of impact to say, oh my gosh, what do I do? I'm going to start praying to God. I'm going to go find some people to talk to. They wait for that moment to happen before they decide to do anything when it comes to managing the diversity. So my thought for you today is the question, the challenge that I'm asking you to take is what are you doing today to prepare yourself for the adversity that's coming. It's coming. There's adversity coming. We've talked about financial adversity. A lot of economists are saying there's a recession coming in early 2019, starting at the end of 2018. What are you doing today financially to prepare yourself for the pullback in the economy? Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's physical. You have no idea what's going to happen to you next. We could walk out of this studio today. You never know. You just never know. But I can guarantee you this. However you react to it is going to be 100% based on how you've trained yourself to react to it before that. Mm-hmm. One thing is also for sure. You can't see what you don't look for. If when adversity strikes – you're not looking for the positives in it, as Will told us earlier. If you're not looking for people around you that have been through this before, as Trish said and Scott and Brandon told us on LinkedIn in response to the questions, then you're probably not going to find those those people. They're going to be there. They're going to show up for you. But are you going to be so frozen by this adversity that you're going to be blind to it? And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring full swing this whole thing that I this, – this controversial statement I made up front. That if there isn't enough adversity in your life, it will probably prevent you from being great. So not only is adversity going to happen to you, not only should you say, as Aaron told us, bring it on, pal. <laughs> Give me your best shot. But we need to make sure that – We know we are ready for this adversity when it comes. Thank you for your time and attention today. You have been listening to The Great People Show. Whoever you are, wherever you are, no matter what you are today, just know you are on your way to greatness. Greatness.